Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. And besides sleep, you know your kid has to wake up and then you have sometimes a cranky morning and you're wondering, how do I get off on the best foot? Well, this is exactly why we have our guest today, Beth of Days with Gray on Instagram and her website, dayswithgray.com. You guys, I had no idea that these breakfast invitations would be a game changer for your morning. And I really wish I'd heard about this sooner. But in fact, one of our team members, Sarah Leach here at Little Z's, she had been constantly sharing these activities that she was doing with her two boys. And it looked so much fun, but I kept wondering, like, how are you getting all these ideas? And I realized she was tagging Days with Gray and every single morning. And so we reached out and connected with Beth so she could tell us all about breakfast invitations and how starting your morning with play is actually a game changer for you and your family. So I hope you enjoy our conversation with Beth of Days with Gray. Hey, everybody. I'm so happy to have Beth here. You know her as Days with Gray. And we are going to talk in depth today about these breakfast invitations that you probably see all over her account. If you're not following, go right on over to Instagram right now. Follow at Days with Gray, G-R-E-Y, G-R-A-Y. That's right. Good. E-Y. So welcome, Beth. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here as well. So, okay. First, um, explain Days with Gray. Is Gray one of your kiddos? He is. He is. Days with Grace started when my oldest was probably around two and a half. And um, yeah, so now we joke around that it should be called Days with Gray, Hayes, and Will. So I may have some explaining to do <laughs> because they all have really, really stepped up to the plate and, and volunteer often for everything that we do. So they all deserve credit, but Gray is my oldest. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, my oldest, Ellie, knows that like, I became a sleep consultant because she was such a bad sleeper, right? And so yeah. then my youngest is like, well, what did I do? I'm like, you got me into the world of online courses. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's funny. They all play a different role. They do. They do. I love it. Well, okay. So Days with Gray, you're like bread and butter. I feel like just going through all of your information and your website and what we know about you is these breakfast invitations. Um, when did this start and what the heck is a breakfast invitation? That's right. So I'll, I'll say that I was never really a morning person. I always wanted to be someone who wakes up, reads the paper and drinks my tea, but that's just not who I am. And so I felt that the mornings, you know, I wanted a little bit more time. And so it would be, you know, just, you can watch this one show. And this was when my oldest was a pre, like three, I think. Um, and so he would watch the show and he'd have a younger brother. But the problem is, is that that one show led to two shows. And then when we had to turn it off, it's like, everybody's cranky. Nobody wants to turn it off. And then what happened was, although I may have gotten a little bit of that buffer time in the morning, it also led everybody walking into circles and then nobody remembered how to play. So I thought, you know what, there has to be something that we can welcome the day with play and set the expectation that what we do is play, but can also give me a little chance to make breakfast without somebody pulling on my pajama pants and drink my tea and kind of connect with my kids in a way that it was effortlessly effortless for both of us. So I came up with something and we we called it breakfast invitation because it was literally an invitation to play as I prep breakfast and we use white paper roll and it's just a simple learning activity that my children can 
dive into as I'm on the other side of the kitchen preparing breakfast. And what we didn't know at the time, but years later, what I see is that that first, that morning meeting in the beginning to start our day with play, set the intention for the rest of the day. It planted the seed that, hey, play is important in our family. And so is this, how, how we start our day and this creativity. So it plants the seed. And then what I also learned is that when they gather in the morning and they have a little bit of my attention as I'm prepping breakfast, then they go run off and they play on their own. It's almost like we fueled this inner creative juice and then they take off. And they're also, you know, we've talked, they've hung out with me. And so they feel good about that. So they're not necessarily asking me to do more with them. So there's a lot of benefits that came from such a simple switch in our day, in our daily routine. And then we moved the TV for later in the day. Three o'clock has always been my crash time. (laughs) And so um, as the boys grew from two boys to three boys, but three o'clock seemed to be our sweet spot for something a little bit more of like the quiet time or TV time or screen time or whatever a family has already had into their routine to bump it and switch it to a later time. Yeah. Like what is it about the mornings when they watch TV in the mornings? Cause I'm with you on that. It's like Saturday is our like, okay, yes, go watch a movie. It's Saturday morning. I kind of just want to chill for a second, but the morning, especially when you turn it off, they're like monsters afterwards. You're like, what? This is not how I wanted my day to go. Yeah. And you kind of work backwards and, and I'll say that too. So for us weekends, that and they can they can watch TV in the mornings, and I think that that's a really big part of it too. Is having this uh, schedule and predictable routine that you do Monday through Friday, but then on the weekends having a little bit of a little bit more of a flexible cushion because it gets everybody more excited for Monday. Oh yeah, I I love that, and you know what, like there is prep involved with this, which we'll talk about in a few minutes and knowing for, you know, my, you know, air quote here job as setting up the play invitations Monday through Friday, this is, it's not a seven day a week job. You got to set up these play invitations. So I do love that concept of, you know, depending on this Monday through Friday, it's inviting your day to start in a different way. Um, how long, let me ask you this. How long did your kids start with the breakfast invitation? Was it, did you kind of build them up to, um, a longer period of time? Did they always just really get excited and hang out there for like 30 minutes? What, what was, how, what's the duration of play that we're looking at here? Yeah. And well, so when we think about play, really it's twice the child's age. So I think sometimes as caregivers, we go into this with this expectation that it will be 30 minutes in the morning, but it's not necessarily 30 minutes of, uh, the child following the directions of the activity. The activities are made to be a little bit more progressive and a little bit more where the child takes the lead. So if it's a color sorting example, and I have uh, red paper, blue paper, yellow paper, let's say it's primary colors. And then I just gathered a few different toys and I put them in front of the activity. Well, if my child starts to color sort and then I see one of those color sorting objects was a car and now they're kind of moving the car around the different colored papers, I'm going to watch that and I'm going to let my child kind of take the lead because it's not my job to direct his learning. It's his job to direct his learning and he knows exactly where he wants to go with that. But the key part about this is that when we do a breakfast invitation, I'll tell you ahead of time, hey, this focuses on color sorting. So after your child takes it into their own direction, you can always circle back at the end and say, 
wow, you color sorted using the vocabulary, a lot of red toy objects. And then that way you you hit home on that key term that they're going to hear again later in life in kindergarten and first grade, but you did it in a way that was a little bit more natural and organic rather than standing in front of them or next to them and saying, how many red cars put the yellow car here, you know, <laughs> because <That's> not fun. <laughs> it's not fun and nobody wins. And, and we feel anxious because we feel like we're supposed to be taking on this role of teaching them something and the kids feel anxious because they're like, wow, back off. I need a second. I'm waking up here too. And so the the two of them don't work together. So it works much better rather than setting up this time expectation. It works better to set up this invitation to play, have casual conversation as your child works, let them have some flexibility to come and go. And when they're done, you can hit home on, on that key concept. Hey, Becca here, just pausing our interview for a quick moment to tell you about our early morning wakes course. You see, if your child is waking up between four to 6 a.m. ready to go, but obviously that's way too early to even start a breakfast invitation, we want you to head on over and grab this comprehensive course that will help you learn all the steps necessary to ditch these early morning wakings so your child can sleep a full 11 to 12 hours and then wake up to have this blissful, incredible time of play and connection. Look in the description in the show notes. You're going to find right on over to jump you to the Early Morning Wakes course. Check it out, grab it, and you can begin it today. Okay, there's two follow-up questions I have. Uh, What age can someone begin this? Two and a half worked really well for us. And so when I think back, it was 2017 when we started Breakfast Invitations, which is a long time ago. And within that year, I can see how it works different for different kids and different families. Because when we started, my oldest and my middle are a year and a half apart. And I believe my he must have been, I, I have to do some quick back, but I think he was around three. Um maybe three and a half, but he um, would sit with his younger brother, the middle, and they would work together and they were on completely different levels, but the way that their different minds worked, they actually had some really great conversation. It was one set up, two kids. And then as they got even older, then sometimes it was the same setup and they could take it into their own different directions. But then when my youngest came, he seemed to have like his own um, piece of paper. He didn't work as well with my middle child, right? So, you know, the oldest and the middle worked really well together. It worked well to have one setup. The middle and the youngest, they were a little bit more, you know, where the middle was. I'm a middle child. They, so I'm like resonating with what you're saying. Yeah. So it didn't work as well. <laughs> yeah. But when you set up an invitation, you, you can set it up for two. Yeah. Like, so two and a half is a good age to start, but some, some, it works better for three and a half or three. Gotcha. Okay. My second question is, I, I don't know why my mind immediately jumped to the cleanup. Cause I haven't even asked you about setup, but the cleanup <laughs> part of this, how do you get your kids involved in, okay, we just had this huge breakfast invitation. It was a lot of fun. Now it's cleanup time. What are your tips around that? Yeah. Well, so that's exactly it. It's definitely not a huge setup and that's, I'm, we have to think, okay, so I'm a busy mom of three little 
children, right? And I don't want to be cutting and pasting and have scraps all over to clean up. And I don't want to have that argument in the morning either. And so the idea is that you're keeping supplies minimal because having a clear workspace is another key part of this. If we want to use little objects, like we use these colored counting bears. And if I took the entire bin of counting bears and I put it aside them for the activity, whoa, that's so many bears. It's too many parts and pieces. So yeah, they're going to get distracted and it is going to be a mess. So instead, one thing that I'll talk to you about is just taking a few supplies of what you need, putting them aside, keeping the worst workspace clean where there's not a lot of distractions. So then that way, when it comes time to clean up, it's like you just put the bin, you go throw, you know, just slide it from the table right into the, into the bin and you're pretty much done. Uh, we do like to keep the invitations out for the day because sometimes they'll come back in a little bit during snack time. And by the end of the day, there's syrup on it or, you know, sauce, so it can be recycled. And so a lot of the times minimal, minimal setup, minimal cleanup. <laughs> I, well, of course I love that. And I love like, okay, it's not just, it's a breakfast invitation. You start it like that, but leaving it out throughout the day because uh, they never know when you're going to circle back to it. That's such a good point. Yeah. And lots of times they do and they'll surprise us because they'll attack it and go into it very differently than they, they did earlier in the day. And then sometimes the activities can rotate again a week later and they also go into that very differently because it's just a different day. It's a different mindset. It's different prior knowledge that you're coming to the table with. You have a different experience that now you're making connections. So the other day you were at Target on your Insta stories and you picked up some like fun little Halloween, you know, like little at the dollar spot, like all the fun little Halloween things. So, um, I love this as a former elementary teacher. I love the little trinket section of the dollar section. Yeah. Like, yes, give me all the things. So can you share with us, what are your favorite, uh, go-to places to source some of these little, uh, activities? And then what are some things you would consider like a startup? If, if there's a mom listening right now and she's headed to target, what are some things? And she's like, I want to do this. A, a couple of things to add to her shopping list that would help her set this up tomorrow. Okay. So really it's super easy because I love a white paper roll. The white paper roll is something that you can find sometimes at home goods. They have it on Amazon and Ikea, um, a fresh pack of markers. I love a good fresh pack of markers, not ones that your kids are going to forget to put the caps on, but a fresh pack of markers that you can keep for yourself and painter's tape. Those are really my three staples. Everything outside of that, you can use things that you already have in your home. And that's huge for me. So if it's color sorting, we're going to go gather some toys that we already own. Um, the Target erasers, that's because it's holiday. And, you know, the change of seasons kind of makes things a little bit more exciting. Uh, but when we do buy a supply, we're going to use it in a lot of different ways. So the one you're referring to is there's these erasers and they're not in the dollar spot. They're actually in the back at the Halloween section, which threw me off completely, but they're in the back. And so it's erasers. It's a skull, a pumpkin and a bat, I believe. So the activity we did was grabbing them and grasping them with the little tongs and putting them into a bowl. Um, but right now I also have the skulls in a muffin tin with purple water freezing in our freezer. So we're going to, when we find a supply that we actually are going to purchase, we're going to use it in many different ways. Um, but the three things that I can go a long way with are fresh pack of markers, white paper, and painter's tape. 
Okay, y'all, y'all can't see this because you're listening, but literally behind Beth's head is a note drawn with a marker hung on a hung on the wall with painter's tape. And I'm like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. We're a little un you know, not we're not, you know. There's a lot of painters tape in our house. I love it. I love it. In unconventional ways. I need to send you a picture of the girls' playroom. So my girls would love this so much. And I opened up before we even started like our conversation. I said, like, man, I really wish I had known some of this stuff. Like when the girls were in preschool before they were in, you know, full-time school now, because um they loved the preschool activities. But of course, in the summer when it was like, oh, I'm not a preschool teacher. I don't, I'm not gonna set up all these things that this would have been so helpful. But our house, like their little play area is just a like it's like a tornado hit with, with tape, painter's tape, regular tape, washi tape, (laughs) uh, shreds of paper. They love to shred paper. It's like all these things and it is a mess and it definitely gets on, um, Chad's nerves uh, many times, but I love seeing that because it's like a phase in their life that like, I'm never going to get this back. I'm never going to like have shreds of paper littering my house again, that they've torn and used as like party confetti for their restaurant, you know, like, Oh, it's just so sweet. (laughs) That's hilarious. That is so true. So true. Well, one, um, gosh, I wish I could quote this correctly, but I don't remember who said it, but it, it makes so much complete sense. The more our children have time to touch and manipulate and um, do different things with objects and create different things, that's all of those key terms, those vocabulary words that they're going to have to learn in elementary school. So if we give them a chance to actually touch things and think about things and create things, then it makes more sense when it comes to what is this word? Here's what it means. You know, even with like force and motion, right? So if they're, if they're playing with blocks and they constantly, you see your child like rolling the ball and put the pom-poms down or a race car down a ramp from a wooden block. Then when they, when they learn about force and motion, it actually, there's something to connect it to rather than then if we keep this sterile environment in our home where nothing can be touched and nothing can be done, then, then we really, we're really giving them a disservice because we're not allowing them to actually come up with some ideas that are going to be connected later on in life. Absolutely. And I I love this um, whole concept of starting your morning like that with your breakfast invitation. So um, last thing I want to lean into as you guys have been listening and hearing about like, okay, so painter's tape, um, uh, paper, uh, markers. Okay. Now, uh, color sorting. Okay. But like, how do I set this up and what do I do? Your blog is full of pages and pages of ideas of breakfast invitations. And of course your account as well. So as the mom heads to target and gets these couple, couple of items, what's next, how can they learn about what should they set up with all these materials? Well, the website for sure. So there's two things. There's the website. So it stays with gray.com. And then, and there's even a tab that says breakfast invitation. So it'll drop down four years of ideas. They're always been kept super simple. Uh, the other way is to follow me on Instagram because on Sunday night, we meet at 730 Eastern standard time, and I will set it up and tell you the why and the how of what we're deciding to do for the week. Uh, A lot of families do that activity for Monday morning. They'll set it up with me on Sunday night, and then they have something ready to go to Monday. And then there's a lot of families that work and a lot of families that have different schedules. And so they're going to need to use it in a different way. They're going to maybe need to use it for dinner prep. Maybe they're going to need to use the idea for after the nap, wake up when things are a little bit hairy, you know, maybe they're going to use it with a snack just to connect with their child in a casual way, rather than saying, you know, how was your day? What did you do? You know, a lot of conversations come from this play environment. And so if we create these little 
times to connect with our child or for our child to think through creative ideas, then it also relaxes them and we, we learn a little bit more about their day. Okay. And tell us about your cards. I saw on your website, you have some products that people can grab as well. Yes. I wanted to keep things very simple. There are activity cards where you'll see the picture of what we're going to do on the front. And on the back, we'll tell you set up what to expect, conversation starters, like language to use. And on the bottom, I'll connect it to the kindergarten common core standard. So, you know, when you're at that conference and your teacher makes reference to something, it's going to all sound familiar to you. So we're not teaching our preschoolers kindergarten standards, but we're, we're showing you them just so you have a heads up of what's to come. So the activity cards are sold. There's two preschool sets. It's set one or set two that are from ages two and a half to five. And then we have big kid cards for elementary school kids. Oh, I'm grabbing that. I'm grabbing that. I need, <laughs> I need some good ideas. I love it. I could probably hand it off to Ellie and she would set it up. And that would be a oh, hundred time for myself. 100%. Yep. They can, they can completely take the lead. And even the preschoolers, you can, you can hand your preschooler your Instagram feed, our Instagram feed, and you could, they can just start swiping or you can hand the, your child, the cards and let them flip through. And the setup is so simple that a lot of times they can be responsible for gathering the materials. And, and that's another activity for you. (laughs) It's more time that you just more time. And yes, I love it. Uh, Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, Everybody go on over to Instagram and her website, Days with Gray, G-R-E-Y, and um, get all of this information. Also check the links below. But thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Beth. We look forward to our next episode next Thursday. And if you will just take a quick moment, scroll down. If you are in the Apple Podcast app, I would love if you would take a quick second to rate and review. This is going to help us continue to get more guests, to get more eyeballs on this podcast, which we have been, gosh, constantly almost doing this for 150 episodes. We are so close. We're looking forward to more and more good episodes every single week. Thank you so much. Sweet dreams. See you next time.